Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and welcome to Bite. And so parenting in an apocalypse, it's, it's not the same way that we would do it, you know. You know how it works. Any views are usually two to four minutes long, but sometimes they can be a little longer. Tony, when you, when you live long enough, all kinds of strange things happen. <laughs> You're very right in saying that the Greek heroes were the original superheroes. In part because of the hopeful nature of Gene's vision, but also because of its message of diversity and inclusion. The Monsters We Defy won in the category of fantasy at the Audio Awards. It's written by Leslie Penelope and read and performed by Shana Small, and it's set in 1925 Washington, D.C., weaving a historical fantasy with African-American folk magic, history, and romance, in addition, a tale of a heist to set a woman free. And first of all, congratulations, ladies, for the award. I think that is uh, fantastic. How does that feel? Start with Leslie first. Because yeah. I was like, well, it's really her award. It's Shana's award. No, no, I, don't think I, I always feel like my job is easier when the book is really, really good. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's always a privilege. I'm always really happy when a, a really good book gets uh, notoriety. So, I'm, you know, this is my first time actually seeing Leslie and talking to her in person. So this is also yeah. wonderful. Oh, wow. Um, well, this, this, is, uh, this is the 21st century. It's kind of normal. These days. I know, I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, very happy I was nominated and that uh that people get to see and hear about your work. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. I was totally over the moon and just when I heard the audiobook at first, I was just so excited because you know, you never know because and it's a whole different interpretation. And it was just, yeah, you did such a wonderful job. And I really just adore the audiobook so much. <laughs> there is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. So when you're writing for audio. Does that change compared to what it was in print or, or is it the same? It's the same book. It, I didn't write a different version or make any addition, any changes for the audiobook. But um, a couple of years ago, I did start writing my manuscripts with the idea of audio in mind. I think with maybe my first experiences with audiobook narration and hearing how narrators you know, if it's not specific enough, it can be misinterpreted. And if I'm just writing, thinking about reading it on the page, not even thinking about how it would sound read out loud, it's just a different perspective. So I'd shifted my mindset as a writer and started thinking about, okay, kind of audio first, like it's going to be fine on the page no matter what, but is there something I can do to make it potentially easier for a narrator to record it? Mm -hmm. So you get the script, Shana, and... Um... I, I guess you had a director as well or somebody in the in you know with you uh, recording. There was an engineer. An engineer. Wow. So it's really just you. Just me on this one, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, it's written really well and really specific. So it was like, okay, let's mm -hmm. go. You know? Yeah. So Leslie, what surprised you about her? And I this is another thing too. I don't call it reading. It's a performance because that's really what it is. And even though you might take a step back as a narrator, but when you're the characters, you're the characters. Mm -hmm. So I look at it as more of a performance than it's, it's just a different stage, but that's really what it is, you know, to me. Yeah. So off the soapbox, uh, Leslie, <laughs> what is your reaction when you first heard the, the audio version of this? Yeah. It's like hearing the characters brought to life and, 
you know, they sound a certain way in my head when they're right when I'm writing them. Um, and just hearing Shana's interpretation was was really amazing because I thought it was spot on. You know, it's like it's so yeah. similar to what I had in my head for these characters, and that's not always the case. So I was really just delighted. I, I, everyone was so distinct, and the energy was there that I was trying to come, you know, have come across from these characters. It's like you felt their energy. Um, so yeah, it was just a really good experience. Uh, for for me, not having anything to do with it aside from writing the actual words, um, I was yeah, I was super excited when I heard it. Cool. Let's talk about your characters, Clara Johnson. Now, her skill is she can talk to spirits, which is pretty cool. So, kind of tell us a little bit about her, so that maybe people that haven't read it kind of get to know her a little bit. Sure. So yeah, The Monsters We Defy, it's a heist story that takes place in 1925 in Washington, D.C. And Clara Johnson is our main character. She's a young woman who has a past. Uh, She was born with the ability to talk to spirits. And then over the course of her life, she made a deal with another spirit. Um, And so these deals give people charms and tricks. And a charm is sort of like a, a bonus power. And a trick is the downside. And several of the characters in the novel have both of these that they're usually trying to get away from. You know, it's kind of you make a deal with the devil almost uh, and to get out of a situation or to create something in your life. But the downside is always there. And so, yeah, Clara is prickly. She uh, she doesn't suffer fools. She doesn't have a lot of patience. Um, She's really in touch with her anger. (laughs) And she was a she was a good character to write. She's nothing like me, but <laughs> she was just a lot of fun. And she's actually based on, on, a, on a real person that I found during the research. And so oh, just cool. creating a fictional world for this character. Fantastic. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. To pull off this heist, she needs a team. And she assembles one. And this is these, these are cool powers, I think, if you want to call them powers. But a jazz musician who can actually hypnotize people with a melody. And then you have an aging actor who can actually change his face. Talk about them a little bit. And then, Shane, I'm going to ask you about how you, when you saw it on the page, how you're going to play these different voices so that you differentiate them from each other. But first, Leslie. Yeah, so everyone has, you know, a backstory and we go into that briefly in in the novel and these little interstitials, they're sort of short stories that I have so that you get to know the characters because it's, it's all from Clara's perspective. We're in her head essentially for the whole story, but I thought it was important to f- figure out this team that she gathers together and some of them are more like she's reluctant to have them, you know, she doesn't really feel like she needs friends, but she's in the situation where she has she has to have other people to pull off this heist and to do this thing that she's trying to do. So yeah, Israel Lee is a musician. He's really a popular musician. He's in, you know, one of the hottest bands, jazz bands. We're in the jazz age. And he's sort of just doing whatever he has to do. So, you know, he'll play whatever kind of music. He just he loves music and and then Aristotle is the actor. I, I wanted to have a character who was an older character in this time period, just because when I, you know, there's so much, so much I discovered during the research. And I was kind of fascinated with the idea of a black actor who had to, at some point, be in blackface in order to perform, because uh, that was a reality. And it's just a small part of it. But things like that, where you have these little ideas that have informed this person's life and their character, and maybe you can see why they've made some of the decisions that they have. 
And Aristotle is also a gay character in this time period. And so, you know, he just has a lot of pressures on him. And then the other member of the team with power is Jesse Lee, who can manipulate memories. And he's a oh, Pullman cool. Porter. Because I right. wanted to have Pullman Porters. I was just like, I had, okay, what can I do? This is the 20s. What's like the black stuff I can have in here? Okay, yeah, Pullman Porter, jazz musician. These are the people that I want to have. And of course, Zelda is our character who does not have any powers, but she is one of mo- most people's favorite characters. She was a circus performer. She's a young woman who has albinism. And so there's a history of Black people with albinism taken and you know forced to perform in circuses as freak show uh, participants. Uh, but she hasn't let any of that get her down. And she doesn't actually need any powers to be pretty awesome. Look for the monsters we defy wherever you get your audio. For Bite, this is Tony Tolado. <laughs>